Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Subscriptions for Authors podcast. Today, we have Michael Chaffield with us, who has been doing subscriptions on Patreon since 2017, a true OG. And actually, the week that we recorded this, he released a new book called The Tenth Realm, and it's been in the top 100 bestseller list on the entire Amazon US store for the last week. So he's a very successful lit RPG author who has been able to utilize Patreon to generate essentially a full-time income, although he also definitely has a lot of other income streams for the last five years now. As always, I have all the amazing topics we talk about in the show notes, but I definitely encourage you to listen to this whole thing because there's literally new ideas every minute. Chatfield just shared with us so much insights and we're so thankful to have had him with us today. We talk about how he serializes his audiobooks and eBooks on Patreon. There's a whole process for that that he really lays out in detail. He also goes into how he views subscriptions as part of his larger business, how he has made it sustainable because he's been doing it for five years, and what makes the Lit RPG community of authors so special. There's a lot of insights, of course, if you're a Lit RPG author, this is this is a must listen. But for all authors, I think this will be a really incredible podcast. Before we get into it, I also want to let everyone know that you should sign up for the Subscriptions for Authors newsletter, weekly insights delivered to your inbox completely for free. And as well, we also have a Facebook group, a community that you can join to get insights and ask questions to your fellow authors pursuing a subscription model to make money from their writing. And also, if y'all don't know already, uh, me and Amelia are working with her husband, Sean, to build a platform by authors for authors that makes subscriptions a lot easier. So it's a great place if you're looking just to start a subscription business to actually maybe start yours. We haven't launched yet, but we're launching in late 2022. So you can also sign up below for our launch list. And if you're listening to it beyond 2022, which hello from the future or wait, hello from the past. That's how we do this. Hi. And you can check it out as well. Okay, we're gonna get into the podcast now. Thank you so much for being here. Can't wait for this one. What do I buckle up? I need like a thing. Ah, just kidding, music. How did you get started in subscriptions and why did you do it? Probably the first subscription service, I guess technically is Audible, though that's changing now. But then the first one that I've really kind of controlled has been Patreon, right? Patreon, I started five years ago now. I was doing the 10 Realms and I was starting off the 10 Realms on Royal Road. I was trying to do it as a bit of a tester to kind of go, okay, I had this really cool idea, but I wasn't really sure of it 100%. So Royal Road was kind of a testing ground. I had been doing Amarillia the series before on it. And I was like, okay, let's put it on Royal Road, test it out there. And then I was like, well, I'm not really getting access to the readers. And Patreon was actually a way to kind of convert readers into fans and also having them in a place where I could go, hey, I know where you are. I could reach out to you. With Royal Road, you can do some of that. But with Patreon, I had a lot more control. And it created this community that is now still going, which is crazy. And it grew quite large. Of course, it's gotten smaller now because we're coming to the end of a series. And then it'll probably pick up again as we go into a new series. But yeah, my first subscription base was Patreon, and I hope to have others in the future, but Patreon's just been the easiest because the system's so set up for you, right? But I do wish it had more of a community aspect that you can see on the road's got that community aspect because it has forums, it has the comments and all that kind of stuff, which you don't get as much yeah. from Patreon, which is kind of unfortunate, but I hope in the future we can kind of get those things. Totally, totally. I see that you have two communities, right? Because you have your kind of public 
reader Facebook group. I mean, of course you approve them to get in, but anyone could go in. And then for your subscribers to your Patreon, you have Discord benefits. So how is it managing two separate-ish communities? What I kind of call it is, it's, I don't know what the term is, but we call it a funnel, right? Of like the, the community funnel, right? So basically where's the heart of it? The heart is Patreon because we do all of our posts there first. We have all the exclusive stuff there first. We have much more of the engagement there. But then it's Facebook is more of, I'd say it's mid area where it's like, we have questions and they get answered. And it's not the first place I'm on. It's usually the third place I'm on in the day. I think you should look at places as tiers of that, of like, where are the places where you're getting the most out of it? Your readers are getting the most out of it. Where can you meet them? So once you have that on Patreon, everything else is, is slightly mimicking it, but in different formats just for the medium, right? Um, and yeah, community is hard, it's essential, and it's the best thing you can have, but it's hard to do. I do have Discord. There are people who hang out and chat in there. It's very different from what you have Patreon, what you have on Facebook, and those communities will dictate that. Within Facebook, I don't actually interact that much with the readers. Most of them are just swapping ideas and things, and I'll read it all, but then I just go, I'm not going to comment on this because... This is like spoiler town and I'm not going to go ruin this stuff. But then on Patreon, if they're asking stuff, it's usually, hey, I saw this, but I wanted this. And what's going on here? And it's usually different kinds of questions. And so I'll be answering those straight up just because the community doesn't really answer one another back as much in Patreon, just because of the way that Patreon's built out. That's that's fascinating. And I'm curious to hear Amelia's take on how she runs her communities, because I know it's somewhat of maybe a similar funnel and i'd also be curious to hear how much time you both spend on this whole apparatus respectively in terms of engaging with readers because that could be scary for a lot of authors in the sense of like we already struggle to find time to write you're meaning i have to be on all these apps all day so give me the lowdown sorry my cat is going to be up here <laughs> i focus mostly <laughs> on community building within patreon and i respond to most of my questions there all of my direct messages, but I'm also on Wattpad. And Wattpad, I, I try to respond to everyone, but it's very hard because it's a free platform and there's just so many more people and it's really hard to to answer everybody who's sending you a direct message. As for Discord and Facebook, I am on it much, much less. I'll Sometimes I have an assistant, so she helps me out with responding to people too. But yeah. I'm me personally, I'm mostly on Patreon, building that community through Patreon. So the best piece of advice I can give anyone, and this is something that I started off with, hire for the jobs you don't know or you have like a medium understanding for. Because one, it'll take away that time loss. And two, they're gonna do a much better job because they're experts in it, right? We're learning it and as much as we're like, Oh yeah, we can do a pretty good job. You've got you to do so much more work because your two hours of doing it is there 30 minutes. The job that you want to get is, let's call it, a community, a social media community manager. Yes. And those people are awesome because they will be, you've had 17 people that have asked you when's the next book coming out. And I've replied to all of them <laughs> and all these people that wanted, I've liked all of their stuff. So they can go on the surface level skim messages where they're like, yeah, no, it was just literally me just sending them the same message five times because no everyone's like when's the thing and you're like come on it's the same question over and over again but when it comes to a more in-depth question when they're like hey this is specifically about the story then it becomes a filter and then it comes to you 
So that allows you a huge time optimization. And honestly, it's super worth it because you it's the economic thing where you go, okay, how much is your time worth? Is your time worth answering it, doing that, doing the post and everything? Or is it writing the book, which is the biggest fun part that we get to do every day? So it's higher for those things for sure. And get companies and places that will help you. The thing I look at social media now is what is the management tools that you can get for it? Because then that will reduce the amount of time that you have to spend on it. Because then you can go, okay, I can schedule stuff out. I can respond to people easily, right? And then also get newsfeed blockers. Those will save you so much time <laughs> because instead of you scrolling through your own feed and just being like, hey, I want to go check this out. You just go, I don't see my feed. I just, I'm going to go deal with my messages and then get out of there. Because yeah, social media is, it's great for other people. It's a huge time waster for you. That's really interesting insights. I'll first say on the tools point, there needs to be a lot more tools built that kind of do these things. But when you're talking about hiring a team and making that first hire, there's two big worries I have when you say that, which is one, where do you find that person? And then when do you start to do that? Because you said you've been doing Patreon for five years. I know you've been in this indie author world for a very long time. I'm almost certain on day one, you did not have a social media. Well, for Patreon, I did. They were answering questions and stuff at first. And then they started doing the posting for me. Just because posting on Patreon, posting the backend system is it's a little annoying. I literally tried to figure out a system to make it more automated and then it would use basically use a bot to post it all for me and even then especially because you can get the patreon api it's like so funky which i hope they fix in the future i've been waiting five years it still hasn't happened so <laughs> with that it was kind of actually i actually had to release control and i think that's actually a really good thing to do like there's there's really three stages where it's you're starting and you're getting an understanding you're making a ton of mistakes then there's you've got a good enough grasp that you can do anything but it's going to take you a lot of time and then the third is hiring someone on because then you have enough knowledge to go they actually know what they're talking about or they don't know what they're talking about and then from there just go from there because otherwise the third step is you mastering that platform which is a lot of time for not a huge return essentially but yeah no my first hire was a community manager of course, I had editors and stuff, but a community manager is like more there with you all week, every month, that kind of thing. So it's more of a permanent position than editing where it's like, yeah, I've got a book. Here you go. And then they're like, okay, cool. Send it back. But you never know really when that's going to happen, right? So you can plan for it, but books are books and sometimes they're on time and sometimes they're really not, which is fun. When you hired this social media community manager, what stage were you at? I was time. My thing was I knew that I was going to be able to actually go full time because I knew that I was spending way too much time on the community managing mm -hmm. aspect of it. And I cannot say this enough. And this is also why I think subscriptions are great. Community is essential. If you have community, if you have those readers who engage with your work, engage with you, engage with one another, that those are literally the three stages. If they engage with one another, that's huge. They'll become their own ecosystem, essentially. And so hiring the community manager was really just giving them, like, like not really a gatekeeper or a referee, but kind of someone to push the ball back into the, the game, right? 
And so it just kept it going, kept it running. And then that actually helped build up the community. And then I could write at the same time. And then the community and the writing just bounced off of one another. And then subscription is great for that because subscription allows you to go to your community and be like, hey, this is not a just today thing. When you sell a book on Amazon, it's just today. Yeah. When it's subscription, it's, hey, it's the next six, seven months because they're getting content every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, mm-hmm. personally, they do. And then audio on Tuesdays and Thursdays because then that goes, that's the biggest thing I get from people on Patreon. They go, hey, I'm really looking forward this morning because I know I get a chapter today. And they love that. And they go, it's a reward. And I, I totally understand it. I have web serials where I'm going like, it's Thursday. I get to go read a chapter today. And then my friends are like, you're a super nerd about this. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> because I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen next in the story. But it yeah. allows you to have a community that stretches for time over just one day, which is your release day. And then you can you have that engagement where it's like, hey, every single day we're starting a new conversation. Instead of you start a conversation every three months, which that's massive, right? That's what I really like about web serials. Just you're constantly giving them more of the story and it's a constant buzz every single week. Every like I I post a lot on Mondays and people, usually people hate Mondays because it's the start of the work week, but they're like, oh, I get to read the story. And it's so cool to see everyone's like messages every single week instead of just that one, one day you have released on Amazon you just like, plop a book down and then it's a real big buzz for maybe like a week out of the entire year but then it's just like, nothing so. yeah it allows you to really kind of give it the loving that it deserves a little bit you can go hey let's share this thing and you yeah. really see it becomes a as soon as you put it into it's going to come out every so often it becomes a, a very big community share thing yeah, And it's kind of funny on Discord, I have people who are in Patreon and who are not in Patreon. Mm-hmm. And then the people in Patreon are like, oh, I can't say anything in here, but <laughs> it's going to be fun. And then I'm just like, don't do that. But yes, keep doing that. That's kind of funny. It creates different parts of the community, different access and that kind of thing. And it really goes when you're looking at subscription models. One of my readers said this to me and I thought it was interesting. Actually, there's two parts, but then the second one was an author. He said, you know what, like, this is better than getting a coffee every single day. And he's like, and I spend five to seven dollars on a coffee every single day. Wow. Because someone was, oh, man, it's three dollars or five dollars for the subscription. And he's like, but I would go for this over my coffee, which was a huge thing to me because I was like, wow, that's really nice. But then he's like, yeah, it's a huge deal for me because I get a hit every three times a week. For a month so that's 12 hits and he's like that's if i was to take that and do 12 times five dollars he's like yeah it's a 70 bucks of yeah i'm gonna be like doing this sorry 60 bucks but i'm gonna be getting my hit of caffeine or i get my hit of reading so when you look at it that way subscription becomes a lot more palatable because i know a, a huge point for people who are making a subscription-based model they go okay what do i price things is this too high is this yada yada and I really say, make your tiers, then fix them afterwards. And the thing is, if your tiers, if people don't want to do your tiers, they won't join it. You're not twisting people's arms to go into those different tiers. You're saying, here's an option. Yeah. And then if you're saying these options aren't working, then you have to just tweak them and change them. Or you go, there's 10 people in this. It's not really serving anyone. And you just bring it down. 
but always have for, for Patreon, always have a $1 tier because someone will be, hey, I don't really want to get all of this information, but I want to get some of this information. And it allows you to have so much more retainment and so much ease for people who I don't want to, I can't spend that much this month. I go down to a dollar and then next month they're like, I want to have all the things and they go up to 20, you know? So I always suggest that for Patreon. That brings me also then to talking about how you structure your tiers and kind of the tiers that most of your readers are in, because at your $1 tier, it doesn't seem, at least from what I can gather, that you're getting any sort of early access to your books. It's just announcements and maybe some sneak peeks but once you get to your five and ten and then going up from there your higher price tiers is when you really start to get the good stuff the, the hits of the caffeine of sorts so how have you structured those tiers how has that changed over time and where are most of your readers so the one dollar tier is really good because one it allows a small access point because it allows people to come in and see kind of behind the patreon wall because i have violence and stuff my stuff is rated as NSFW, which means that it's an age rating. And so some most of my posts are actually, hey, you can't see any of this unless you actually subscribe to it because it needs to see that you're actually age rated for it. So the $1 allows you to get past that and to see what's going on behind the scenes. You get all of the, hey, this is coming out. Usually we have a couple of chapters where we're, yeah, this book is coming up and it's completely free for anyone who has a tier. Again, because if we were to do it completely wide, then it kind of gets a little messy. It allows you to retain people, but it also allows, it makes it a lot easier for going up and down tiers. If you leave, it's harder to come back than it is to just go, oh, I just want to adjust my pledge. And it also means that you're connected to that page. So it's a couple of clicks instead of it being, I got to go search, which Patreon has such a great search function for. It's <laughs> amazing. Like, I, I, like that's seriously a ball that they've dropped there. Like they could do so much more if their search function was like good. Yeah. Like not e not even maybe workable. It, it's is bad. But uh, yeah. Then for tiers, I kind of I started off with at three tiers to start, and that was they were all early release chapters. But what I used was basically it's it's a web serial. It was a web serial norm. Where it was, you would have on a regular website, so say Royal Road, say Quiddy, and say Gravity Tales, when Gravity Tales was a thing, now it's not. When those were running, and then the translators and everything, they would put out their free chapters there. And then to earn money, what they would do is they'd say, go check out our Patreon. And so you would have chapter one on the free site, then you would have chapter two on the paid site, uh, three on a higher tier, tier two, and chapter four on tier three, right? And then as chapter two came out, it would be a rolling carousel. So chapter two is out on the free site, chapter three is available for tier one, chapter four for tier, and so on and so forth. I should have used A, B, and C instead of numbers. There's a lot of numbers, but it would that rolling thing. And then what happens is if you're at tier three, then you're three chapters ahead of anything that's on the free site. So you're always getting the newest content. You're a little bit further ahead, but you have to pay more for it. So maybe the first tier is $3, maybe the second is $5, and maybe the third is $7. So you're paying for that early access, which worked really well for translators and people who were writing their own books that way. And it just became a huge thing. It still is right now. 
there's other systems, but I think it's probably the best one. It works really well. It looked really simple. And then I got into how Patreon actually posts and it's not very simple, but thankfully I have a team around me to help me do that because it's just a lot of time to do all the posting, but at least you can do it where you're a week out or a month out and you can just make all your posts and then just go, okay, here's how it's going to roll out and how it's going to go. And then you can set up your timing on your open sites to match that. But I did that with the audio, the eBooks. And then what I did was then I did that with the audio. So I started getting the audio and I was talking to the narrators and I was like, can I get my audio a little bit earlier? I'm talking about the super rough stuff. It's not been mastered and it's super unclean enough. They didn't want to because they're like, no, I want to give you the best thing. And I was like, no, I, the rougher, the better, because then I could put it on Patreon nearly immediately. Yeah. And so then on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I started doing that. I did have merchandise that I was doing on Patreons. Hey, you're in this tier, you get a signed book, you get a t-shirt and all this kind of stuff. It's a great idea. The thing is, is the overhead is really high. So I think we had a $100 tier and it would cost me $110 to get everything done and sent out. So you really got to look at it and go, okay, and that's not even including your time. So I started, I cut away those tiers also because yeah. there wasn't a huge interest in them. And now I just do, I was okay, well, I can do Kickstarters instead. If people are interested in it that much, then I could do one shot and then clear all the decks with that and then don't have to deal with it in a big, big way. It also makes it a lot easier because someone else is sending it out instead of me and they can probably get the addresses right. Whereas I am literally having to write yes. it out with a pen, and sometimes it doesn't work. It was a really fun package to send to Sweden, then get returned, and then like, you owe duties and taxes on this. I'm like, oh, damn it. So, and then I had to send it out again. So yeah, that, that killed cool. that package. Fun. That's really cool. I've never thought about doing something like that with audio, like chapters rolling out. How do you find that people are interested in that? And how do you promote something like that? Kind of said, like, I went to the groups and stuff, and I said, hey, I'm going to have audio up on Patreon. And then people were like, what? <laughs> and I was like, well, go check it out. Like, there's audio up on it, right? Because it has the entire system built into the back end of Patreon. Mm-hmm. And people were like, this is pretty sweet. I basically used my Patreon as, here are my rough drafts for what's going to come up. It's to give them a, a teaser and also to kind of see behind the scenes. Because when they get it on Patreon, they get the really rough version. Two weeks before the book or the audiobook comes out, they get the actual clean version. Yep. And so they actually, most of the time they're like, wow, you cleaned up really good on this. <laughs> the edits and all that. They can see all of the mistakes and the problems that were going on. And then they see the actual version. They're like, wow, this is a huge difference. Yeah. But they were also like, audio is usually the thing that always comes second. Mm-hmm. And with Patreon, they were like, hey, we can actually get a bit of a fix especially when the chapters are sometimes 30 minutes, sometimes an hour long. So they can actually go like, I can get into the meat of a chapter and I can listen to it. And again, it's the same thing with the ebook of a lot of people I talk to, they're driving and they're like, okay, well, I'm listening to it while I'm on my drives. And then I just load it up on the Patreon app and then I go off and do my day and I listen to that to start my day. And then I get that on Tuesday and Thursday and then off it is because like the one difference between the ebook and the audio is you don't have that open site. So how I was using Gravity Tales and World Load, mm-hmm. but like you just don't have it. 
but it's definitely like super underutilized. Audio, you pay a lot for audio, yeah. so you might as well like use it, right? Yeah. Yeah. As much as possible. Cool. Well, are you then having them re-record when you have the final ebook version because the rough draft or how is that working? Are you doing like two kind so, of like go through the rough the draft for like it's it's usually not the same book that's being narrated and the book that's being the ebook. So it's usually like a book behind and it's just because like, it. the audio community they just are getting it a little bit later than the ebook yeah. community. It's just unfortunately how it goes usually and so they'll be like say that they're one group is getting the seventh realm audio and the other ones get the eighth realm ebook that makes total sense because i was going to say that seems like it could add <laughs> a lot of expenses if you're kind of having narrator do it twice but right on the same page with you that's amazing so for you you've been doing this for for five years just subscriptions and we talk to a lot of authors in our Facebook group who are either just getting started or maybe they've been doing it for like a year or two years. Amelia's like one of the elders and has been doing it for three years. You're an OG. You definitely are OG status. How have you been able to make it sustainable for you throughout these five years? I'm going to be doing it for the next five years. I think the changes are going to come in a larger way. I think it's going to become, if you do it right, you can live off of just the subscriptions. And the subscriptions make it so that you go, okay, I've got my business and living expenses covered. And the rest allows you to go and do other really cool projects. So leasing on Amazon and such. I wish Patreon had changed a little bit more. There's some updates that I, I really wish. Like infrastructure-wise, I, I hope Patreon changes. <laughs> the one thing, the services that we have, if there is a new service that comes out, the subscription-based, but can also combine the community much better than Patreon that's going to be the thing to jump on because patreon's nice but it really is more of a sales platform than it is a community platform and i know that patreon talks about hey we want to create community that's that's nice but they it just hasn't <laughs> happened they don't have those real kind of things and they basically are yeah. co-opting discord to do that i hope that we can get something better there but the thing I would say about subscription is if you are starting off and you're doing a freemium model, definitely start doing subscriptions. People, if you're doing, hey, I'm writing something, I'm on Wattpad, I'm on Royal Road, I'm on Quidian, whoever, probably not Quidian because you're contracted up. But if you're doing your own thing and you're writing and you're like, hey, I've got this product coming out and people are enjoying it and you don't want to move to Amazon yet, you still want to share it with the community, go and start looking at like Ko-Fi, start looking at Patreon. I would say Patreon is better than, than Ko-Fi. For those of you that don't know, Ko-Fi is basically like, it's a tip service. So people will say, hey, I want to Ko-Fi you or buy you a coffee. And it's like a $2 thing. And it'll do that. That's nice. But that's, it's not really a professional service. When you start off, you should be looking at how do you want to be in the next five years? What do you, what's your presence you want to be in the next 10? Look at, okay, Patreon is, it's much more official. It's a thing where you can go, I can create a lot of stuff. I can control the ecosystem to a large amount, which is huge because then you can connect your readers. But then it also allows you to have that subscription where you go, okay, we're going to have this month is covered with doing content. Yeah. The, with subscriptions, you really have to look at 
being a couple of months ahead of whatever you're putting out. I, I know I have a friend who's posting to Royal Road and she has 150,000 words before she's even started posting because then she goes 1500 word chapters on like Monday, Wednesday, Friday there. And I'm going to do the exact same, but I'm going to do that on my Patreon. Patreon allows you to scale up from those open sites to give you an income to allow you to do it. That's, that's really what you're looking at, right? And subscriptions mm -hmm. also allow you to go, I have this community that is going to be around longer. And it's not like, it's not a flash in the pan. It is a slow bake because they've got to be there for months if they want to get the story. And that's not a bad thing. That's just what it is. When talking about Patreon, I, I think the platform is super interesting because it's trying to build this monetization thing for, for all creative people. And I think in many ways, they have this insanely huge challenge, which is you have authors who need certain things, video creators and podcasters, everyone needs certain things. And you have one team. Now they have a very big team, but still it's, it's difficult with these priorities. And for those listening, a lot of people in our Facebook will know this, but me and Amelia are actually working on something that's trying to, to help that problem for for writers that's called ream and it'll be coming out at the end of this year but our entire idea is to build a community-based platform around fiction with subscriptions as a piece of it and i'll have the launch link in the in the description and we're we're excited for for something like that but hopefully over time we have more and more platforms continue to listen to creators and try and prioritize these needs because it's very difficult when you want to move into something, but it feels like this home on the internet that you want to build, unless you're a software engineer and have 10,000 hours in your hands, you wonder, how am I actually going to build this home outside of your stories? Because that's what you're good at. And I think you have a very fascinating perspective on that. And it's just so awesome. And when thinking about community, because community is kind of like a buzzword in some senses, and it's kind of like amorphous and it's almost tough to understand what is does that really mean? I'm curious how you think about the power of community specifically with your genre, lit RPG. And maybe with that, what are your thoughts on why lit RPG has been able to do so well in the subscription model? At least from our analysis, it has one of the highest adoption rates in terms of the number of authors and readers who are doing really well with it. Of course, you're like one of the, the top dogs. Thing is probably the community within the authors, because I know when I was setting it up, I don't know if Dakota had started it or not. Probably had. Yeah. There's two other authors, like Dakota and James are good friends of mine. James Hunter and Dakota Crown, right? And we hang out way too often. And I must have been the first one to do Patreon. And then I talk, was talking to them and it was just going, okay, like I kind of messed around with it. And then I was like, this actually works. Like this, this allows me to get content out to my community. It allows me to give them content every single day. And it allows me to engage with them. All really, really cool things. And then we talked about with one another. We came up with different things. I think Dakota had it. I don't know if he still has it. He had a tier where it was come and hang out with Dakota Crowd. And it was like $1,000 or something like that. But there was a period of time when we had really dumb tiers. Just because we were like, this would be so funny just to just to have as an event. We've since taken those down. Because we were like, yeah, no, no one's, no one's actually going for these. But they were super funny to us things that happen with authors. but we, it was the community of authors that allowed us to go through this information and go well i learned this thing over here i learned this thing over here i learned this thing over here and within lit rpg we're very lucky of authors actually talk to one another 
most of the authors that are in the genre at Madrid and 20 books to 50k a lot of if you saw the big crowd that was always in that corner those are all lit RPG authors right and it was most of us were meeting for the first time but we had been hanging out for the last three years online so having that community and engaging with other authors that are in your genre is incredibly powerful because then people go oh yeah this is how you do that I, or I saw this, I didn't think it was useful, but maybe it's useful for you. So they were saying like this, this person on Patreon is doing really well and all that kind of stuff. And then I was like, you should all get Patreons. And now James Hunter is absolutely killing it because he's got a new series coming out, Vigil Bound, which is, I got, to, I got to beta read it. And I was like, man, this is a really good series. And he's like, thank you. And I was like, when can I read more? And he's like, I just literally finished writing this last week. And I was like, come on, where's book two, man? And he's like, don't be that guy. But now he's got it on Royal Road. And then he's using that also <laughs> to connect people to Patreon. And he's like, it's massive because it allows my Patreon to grow in such a big way. So the community of authors allowed us to basically understand how valuable Patreon was because people like myself was just like, all right, I'm going to go test it out and I'll take a risk. And then other people who couldn't take that risk learned, hey, this actually works from like Chatfield saying it. Right. Then the community aspect, okay, every different social media has a different kind of community and you just have to accept that. It's going to have a different feel to it. It's going to be in a different way. Discord is gamer central, right? So it's a lot of short snippy messages where you're engaging very directly with your readers and your readers are engaging very directly with one another. Facebook is someone will ask a question and it'll start a discussion in the comments. Usually really, I've been so lucky with my community. They're awesome. And they'll actually have like conversations. There's not arguments, which we see all over the place, but that's also why you have people who manage that because then they can come in and be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Before this turns into a thing, let us have a conversation, which is nice. Patreon is just being a subscription based is it's more transactional. I wish it wasn't as much. But it is like, you'll have comments at the end of it where people are like, I love this in this chapter. I have a question about this and those kinds of things, which it's really more about the book than it is about, sometimes they'll chat with one another, but mostly it's, oh man, I didn't see this happening in this book. And someone else going, I didn't either. I thought this was going to happen, which is interesting that way. But you've got to look at each of those communities is different. You have to approach each of those communities differently. And that's an organic thing. Right. You're never going to go and say, my community is going to be like that. No, it will not. Because as you start a book, as you do anything, everything changes as soon as you start it. And it never ends up the way that you think it will when you start it. Yeah. And I think the strongest thing with Lit RPG, and I think this is also a fanfic thing and a web serial thing, is people, they're not only readers, they're creators. So a lot of people who are fans, like there's some super fans. Who are like friends of mine so we met up because they were like yeah i love reading this book and all of this then they went on to become editors they went on to become writers themselves they went on to become graphic artists or narrators right so they were like oh this is so much fun and they got into the community of wow the authors actually interact they're super fun i have these skills but i didn't think it was translatable over here but can i try it and then it starts building. I think that's a huge thing we see with fan fiction of people go, man, I love reading this. This is, I'm so engaged with it. And then you start going, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna write a little thing. 
that little thing becomes a bit bigger, a bit bigger. Then you start talking to other people and like, you should change this, but this part's really good. And then you just start learning and start learning and then it changes from there. And I think that's also part of it is the accessibility we have between one another. It's created by these different platforms. You can go and reach out to your favorite author and be like, hey, how's it going? Traditional authors may be a bit less engaging, but self-published, your biggest thing that you can do that can actually build your business is be accessible to your readers and have a conversation with them. Because you having a conversation with your readers, they're just going to go, I didn't know you were here. And you're like, yeah, I'm just being a huge creep in the background, <laughs> but I'm still reading all your messages. And then you send them a message and you're like, oh, that's my day. And then you go, yeah, well, you had a really good question. I thought it was really cool. Or someone's like, the amount of times where they're like, I really want to write this. And you go, well, here's the tips and tricks. And I literally have a thing now where I'm here is go do this. And it, you can do the things. But yeah, having that community where it's not only one way, where it's you get this, you get this. But it's like, hey, I have a question. I just, could, could you answer it? And you're like, yeah, 100%. Just be a human, right? And be accessible. That can change a lot of things. It makes it a natural community because community is give and take. It is not just take. One of the things that my readers yeah. love, and I always get messages like, wow, you like actually respond. You're, you're here talking to your readers. And I just think that's so, like coming from like a web serial point of view. I just think that's so crazy that more authors don't do stuff like that. Like they don't interact with their fans because that's the core of web serials. Just building a presence online and especially on free reading websites. It's, it's really. It's what you kind of have to do in order to to build a following and get people interested in your story. And I'm just like, well, more people should be doing this right now. Build your community. Don't just be selling one book here and one book there. You want people to be super fans of you. Royal Road is, this is very silly, but I think it's genius. If you go to Royal Road and you look at a book, there is a header and a footer. Just because of that, I think... Royal Road has had so much success because it's a little space for the author to go, hey, I'm a human being. Hey, this is going on. Thank you so much for your support. If you want to go check out, blah, 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 blah. blah. But it's a little personable conversation and it breaks the wall, yep. right? And that is massive because then you the people go, oh, you're, you're a person. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> and then they're like, you're the man in the machine or the lady in the machine, right? And it's, it's seeing behind it and going, oh, this is super cool. I can actually engage with you. You do this stuff. And they become a fan of not just your work, mm -hmm. but they come to understand you. And that is a huge, huge thing. For subscriptions and where it's going, I think we're going personally. I think you can do this. And I think it's 100% a viable option. And I think we're going to see this more in the future is you're going to be releasing on say Wattpad, say Webtoon, say Fable, say Royal Road. You're going to be releasing on those places one chapter. However, like release your chapters there. Then you're going to have a subscription-based model, which is going to be like Patreon or another service where people are paying per month to get more advanced chapters. Then you're going to have a paid service, which is like, hey, the book is completed, and that's going to be released on your subscription service but you're also going to have an option to release it as a sellable product. So you could be using Shopify, you can be using Amazon, you can be using Audible for that, right? If you do that, honestly, I 
think you could build a massive, massive business. Look at Shirtaloon, right? Shirtaloon on Royal Road, like most of the publishers right now, they just go to Royal Road and go, who's selling really well? And they go, okay, they're sell like, not even selling really well. They've got a huge following. They go, I'm picking that person. Or they just read through and it's the best thing for publishers because they can actually read it. See what your personality is like by the headers and footers. They can get in contact with you because there's a common medium and they can go, how's your work? How is your work improved from chapter one to the chapter you're writing right now? Are you actually producing continuously? So if you want to get a publishing contract, write on Royal Road, write on Wapab, write on Fable, because then the publishers go, you've proven already that you can do that and you can sell it. And Shirtaloon is a huge point in that of got all this content, they these massive, massive like books. And books is kind of like, it's more like arcs that have been put into books, but they've got these massive sections and then you can just throw that up on Amazon and be like, yeah, yeah no, it's absolutely crushed Amazon because it's so big. But the fans are like, yeah, I yeah. want to support you because you've been around here for so long. But I definitely think that posting to an open site to make it super accessible to a lot of people. And it also is, it's the court of public opinion. So if people love it there, yeah. then it spreads and it's very accessible. Then you have, hey, here's my models to basically make an income while that's going on, because then I can actually support myself. Eating, like drinking and eating and, and sleeping is kind of nice. So yeah, useful. Then it allows the community to go, hey, I really want to support you. Hey, I really want to give back because community again is back and forth, right? You you are giving them your time to write this. They're giving you money to support you writing. Then you can move to the selling or the subscription based because BookFunnel connects directly with Patreon. You can do your audio and you can do your ebook there. That's what I do, and that's how I send it out two weeks ahead of when ads releases on Amazon because. Then it's a huge thing of just, I get 90% of my income on Patreon. I only get 70% of my income on Amazon, right? And then Audible picks their own prices. So on Patreon, you make back a huge amount of that chunk, right? Yeah. And you can go, okay, I can support Patreon. I can support myself through that. And then if you can do that and you have a reoccurring thing, then selling anything after that is going, okay, that's a nice to have, but it's not a huge necessity. So it, the way I look at it is subscription is going to be part of the ongoing ecosystem going forward, but it's more of your living ecosystem. So it's going, I have a community here, but I can also live as an author off of that. And then everything else is bonus. Do you have any last words, last advice? Know, or say to connect with people. If, if you're like, hey, I have a super big question. Go and ask that person who you think can answer it. And more often than not, also be nice. Don't don't demand. There's a lot of times that people are like, give me this answer. And it, it's if you just go like, hey, I have this question. Could you help me out? Yeah. Go in with that. Be kind. And it kindness will get you so, so far. But go and ask those questions. Because if you don't, you'll regret it. And asking those questions, most people will actually go like, I am more interested in giving you help, especially if it's a good question, because they'll go, oh, yeah, like, I, I totally didn't think of it that way. Or I did think of that, but here's my answer. And here's how I actually extrapolated it in a different way. Yeah. That you can 
I won't, I won't, I won't say some people, but I, I've definitely gone and just been like, Hey buddy, how do I do this? And they're like, all right, I know this is going to take me an hour, but I'll give you, I'll tell you, and I will go through it with you. And those conversations are very, very useful. Just go to them as human beings and ask your damn questions because otherwise you'll go through and be like, I wish I wish I checked in on this. And then it kind of bites you in the butt. Amazing advice. Don't be shy. We're all authors here. And I, I do have to admit, I admire the, the Lit RPG community of authors because I think it's it's honestly unmatched among different subgenres that I've seen. But there's no reason that as authors, we can't get together, be more proactive in building these relationships. It starts off as mm-hmm. like a give and a take, obviously, but then it becomes this beautiful friendship. Thank you so much, Chatfield, for being here with us. That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back again next week on Thursday. But in the meantime, I just want to mention that in the middle of the podcast, we talked about a lot of the problems that exist on subscription platforms. And that's exactly why we at Ream wanted to create something by authors, for authors that could make running a subscription membership and making recurring revenue as an author super easy and fun too. So you can check that out in the description below. We haven't launched yet, but depending on when you're listening to this in the future, we may have launched. And if not, you can sign up for first access on our watch list. Anyways, I'm gonna go. I'll see y'all soon. Thank you for listening and happy writing.